0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. The section of God's Word, our sermon, is based on today, neatly divides into two sections. The first couple of verses of the gospel appointed for this Sunday in the church here from Mark 1 talk about Jesus telling us to believe the good news. And then the rest of the verses show us Jesus telling us to be the ones bringing the good news, to be the good news. But for both of those, you could probably say the same thing. It's crazy. So today, let's talk about Jesus' crazy call. Let's catch Christ's crazy call. Say that four times fast. Catch Christ's. Crazy call. Why do I call it crazy? Well, look at how our text starts in in verse 14. Verse 14 kind of represents a fast forward of a little over a year. You see, Mark's gospel, he jumps right into it. He doesn't talk about the birth. He doesn't talk about the early life. He gets right into it. Last week, we, we saw the beginning of Jesus' ministry at the baptism of Jesus by John in the Jordan. And, and then Jesus went out into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And then here, Mark kind of fast forwards. He, he skips the wedding at Cana. He skips the early Judean ministry, his first trip to the temple in Jerusalem, and jumps into the meat of Jesus' ministry. Jumps in at the point in time described in verse 14. After John was put in prison. He'll come back to that and tell the backstory of all of that later in his gospel when John is put to death. But for now, think this through. Jesus' forerunner, John, had been arrested and put in prison. King Herod did that. King Herod was king of Galilee. So John the Baptist was arrested in Galilee. He was put in prison in Galilee for proclaiming the good news of God. And so now what does Jesus do? He goes to Galilee to proclaim the good news, the very thing that John had just been arrested for. Telling us to believe it, to believe in him, the coming, the one, the one who would establish God's kingdom. But think about that. Why would anyone believe in him as the one in control? as the Son of God, if he could not and did not prevent this humiliating treatment of his cousin and his forerunner, John. So this is more than just a a time marker after John was put in prison. It's one of the reasons that, 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 that shows how crazy Christ's call is. You see, but that exactly is and always will be the true nature of faith. It trusts what God says in the face of all the evidence to the contrary. And all the apparent obstacles. In spite of all the evidence telling our reason that there is no way it can be true. Faith trusts. So in the face of his apparent impotence to help his chief witness. Look at what Jesus says. Verse 15. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. His ruling, his kingdom is here, even if it doesn't look like it, right? Does that sound familiar? Does it look like God is in control as you see all the hatred and warfare in our world? Does it look like Christ is on the throne as king of kings when all the rulers of the nations don't seem to be following his lead? Does it feel like Jesus reigns when your life doesn't seem so regal? The setbacks, the sicknesses, the sorrows, they all scream no way, can't be. The kingdom of God doesn't look like it has come near. But even if it has come near, that would be a problem too, right? The, the kingdom of God, God's holy kingdom here, that's an issue, especially when you see his next word. Repent. Repentance means looking back at what I have done and what that says to God. I know my failures. I know my sins. I feel what I deserve. If the kingdom is really here, if time's up, well, then I should run. That's what would make sense. I can't stand before a holy God on his throne with all of my failures. I can't be in an eternal kingdom of holiness with with my sins. But notice, Jesus' message is not repent and pay for your sins with the life of misery. His message is not repent and promise to do your best and I'll look the other way. His message is not repent and don't be a sinner anymore. Look at what it is. Repent and believe the good news. The good news. The kingdom of God has come near in the person of Jesus the one John pointed to as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Our sins scream that God should punish us, but, but Jesus came with his message of forgiveness, with this message of the good news that God loves you and me. The good news that that the perfection of the Holy Son of God is placed on your record, on mine. The good news that, that Jesus... Paid the price for our sins with his death on the cross. And he offers you forgiveness and new life through faith. Faith that God's powerful promises produce. His word does what he says. His word accomplishes what he tells us to do. Repent and believe the good news. And you know what? You're here. That tells me something. Christ has caught you with his crazy call. To trust in him, even when it is a little crazy. Seeing the good things in your life as blessings from his hand. Seeing the challenges in your life as blessings from his hand. As he is training you and and, and molding you to be more and more what he has already declared you to be. God's holy child. It's crazy, right? But we believe it. We confess it in the creed every Sunday. We come here to hear it again and again every week. You have caught Christ's crazy call. But we're not done yet. It gets a little bit crazier in the second half of our text. Look at the second part there. Jesus goes to these men at work, making a fine living, fishing the Sea of Galilee, and he tells them, that's enough of that. Leave that. Follow me. Look at verse 17. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Previously, he had called them to faith. Now, he calls them to catch people with Christ's crazy call, which in itself is a crazy call of its own. Think it through. What happened to the last guy whose job was to catch people for Christ? Two of those disciples had been disciples of John the Baptist. They knew he had been arrested. He was soon to die. And so Jesus comes up to them and says, Okay, your turn. Crazy, right? And you know that Christ has called you to that very same thing again and again in his word. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine in the darkness that they see your good deeds and praise your Father who's in heaven. When Jesus ascended, one of his last words, he said, you will be my witnesses. Or how about our our second reading this morning? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Christ has called us to catch people with his Call, his crazy call, and I know that sounds crazy. Today is commitment Sunday. So we'll be talking about ways to take Jesus up on his offer to be his witnesses, especially when it comes to the work of our church, as together we seek to catch people with Christ's crazy call. And I know you don't have time to volunteer. You're busy. You can't be expected to to show up at church every week or or to be, you know, crazy dedicated to to Bible study. Things come up. Church is something nice when I need it. It shouldn't be something I I have to work at. Or offerings? Come on. You hardly have enough to, to make ends meet. How are you going to give first fruits to God, not knowing if everything else will come in? And no way should you go out of your comfort zone to to talk to someone you don't know with the hope of of telling them uh, about Jesus. All of that is crazy. Agreed. And it's exactly what Christ calls us to do. As crazy as believing that God paid your price that you owed, it's crazy to think that he would need us to do his work. But... Peter and Andrew and James and John take Christ up on this crazy call and so have you. I said it before. That exactly is what is and always will be the nature of faith. It trusts what God says in the face of all the evidence to the contrary and and every possible obstacle. It looks past. All the evidence to our reason that no way could it be true and faith trusts. God will do great things through you. Think of what he did through Jonah, rebellious Jonah in our first reading. He brought an entire enemy nation to its knees before God. And look at what he's done here. Every person that is willingly here to hear God's word. Every person in our Bible information class, every person that that comes to our our Bible studies, every one of the 29 individuals who were baptized at this font last year, and every one of the, the 27 who made their confirmation promises to God last year, each one is a result of God using you as his fishermen and fisherwomen, as his ambassadors, as his witnesses. As you did all you did through this church. And now God calls you with a crazy call to step out on faith, to take that that leap of faith and catch people with Christ's call. Do you know what an Impala is? Not the Chevy sedan, the, the safari animal. You know, if you've seen those safari videos, it, it, it's, the, it's the deer-looking creature that, that gets startled and then just takes off like dead sprint instantly, and, and then it jumps, and it just kind of glides through the air. It can, an Impala can jump 30 feet. It can clear 8 feet high. If you haven't seen it, Google it later. Impala jumping, it's impressive. But for now, the zoo that I grew up just down the block from had an exhibit with impalas in it. And and I remember being able to see into that exhibit over the, the stone wall. And I was shorter then. So the stone wall, probably three or four feet high. Think about that. An impala can jump 30 feet, it can clear 8 feet in the air, and they've got it in an an enclosure with the wall 3 or 4 feet off the ground. Asking for trouble? Well, not really, because the zookeepers know something about the impala. They won't jump if they can't see where their feet will land. So the, the enclosure, their area was below and, and they couldn't see where they would land so they were trapped. Even though they had all the power to jump right out of there, they didn't. And so they were stuck in their enclosure. Can you guess where I'm going here? How often aren't we like those in oh, I can't do that. I I can't talk to my neighbor and invite them to to come to church. They might not want to hear that. I can't give 10% of my income to to, to God's work. I I won't have enough left for me. I can't rearrange my schedule to prioritize time in in God's word. I I certainly don't have time to volunteer for for a cleaning team or to to be a, a mugger or a canvasser on the evangelism team. That'd be crazy. But Jesus says, repent and believe the good news. The kingdom of God has come near. You can do it. Christ's crazy call empowers you. So let's catch it. Believe the good news. Be the good news. In Christ, amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.